Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Today's episode is brought to you by Grinding Coffee Co., a black LGBTQ plus owned coffee business that donates a portion of every sale to charity. Coffee is imported from around the world and they pride themselves on great customer service for a small team. Use promo code PLP22 for 10% off your order. Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I am your host, Mike Jokum. Frenchie's here. We're back on the F1 wagon this Friday morning or afternoon or whenever the hell you're listening to this. So, Frenchie, it's delivery unveil week, kind of, sort of. Are you excited? Do you not really care? What are your, what are your thoughts on delivery week? Uh, I was excited for the most part because we have a new car this year, but... Teams are already starting to play games, as I think we'll probably get into in a little bit, um, with these reveals where they're not actually revealing their car. It's more just, like you're saying, a livery reveal. So, I don't know. We might have to wait until the first test in Barcelona to see what the cars actually look like, uh, which is kind of yeah. And I think the other thing is it reminded me how exhausting F1 social media can be because the fans of one team are already going after the fans of another team and it's it's exhausting and it's february 9th yeah i I don't know if there's a more contentious i guess there are there definitely are probably really contentious twitter groups of fans for other sports but yeah f1 can be really toxic for some reason it's supposed to be kind of like the positive point of the season where everyone's getting excited for racing to start back but maybe they're using their boredom as a negative source of energy to fight with each yeah, other that's for sure there okay trivia time we're gonna make today's trivia george russell related mainly because it took me 10 minutes to figure out how to get my computer to work i was having all sorts of trouble so we have a few george russell trivia questions here i'm pretty sure you're gonna get these but yeah, it's fine george russell started in carding was a carding champion by the age of nine i think so in his carding days, what was his carding number? Oh, uh, I assume it was 63, and that's why he uh, continued it. Yep, you'd be correct there. He grew up carding with what three other F1 drivers? Oh, um, pretty sure Alex Albon yep. was one of them. Charles Leclerc yep. was another. And a third? Uh, maybe... Lando, Lando. Same age? Oh, so Lando. I kind of stumped okay. you there. All right. Now, for everybody listening, I'm literally going down a list of George Russell facts because that's just one of those days. His, let's call it road to F1 
championships included how many different series on the way up? Um, well, that's pretty tough to think about because there were a lot of them, if I remember correctly. Uh, I know he started an yep. F4, won yep. that championship. Then he went to F3. GP3 at the time, yep. Won that. Or not, didn't win that. He was no, he, he won. Or something. I don't have a wait. He did that for a few years, though, didn't he? He did F1 for a couple, or F3 2017 for a GP3 tight, t- driver's title in his rookie season. Oh, okay. But he was in, he was in uh, Formula 3 before that. They just called it a different name. GP3 was F3, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then he, yep. and then F2. So F4, F3, F2, yep. just three. I was trying to, trying to trick you with the wording on that one. All right. Well, we've got some news, livery and livery discussions. I don't know what else. Frenchie's leading the show here. I'm going to turn it over to him now that we've gone through the trivia. Yeah. So getting back to what you already mentioned, I'll just start with that. Just today when we're recording is Wednesday. And so far, we've only seen the Haas and Red Bull car launches. And today, in fact, was the Red Bull car launch. And the big news out of that was that Oracle is now a title sponsor with Red Bull. So they're now Oracle Red Bull Racing. And Oracle's like a massive software technology company um, based in the US. If you've heard of Larry Ellison, that's the, the founder, yeah. I think, and CEO of Oracle. He's like the ninth or 10th richest person in the world. Um, I don't know. Other than that, I didn't, they didn't really do anything for me with that launch because it was a show car. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, honestly, what do we, what do we expect? It's Red Bull. It's the same thing every year. Like I don't hate it. It's just, it's just the iconic Red Bull blue and yellow and a little bit of red. As you can tell, it's not my favorite, but I mean, it's, it's fine. It, It is what it is. Yeah, to me, it's just annoying that they hyped it up as, you know, like, oh, we're revealing the RB18, and then it ends up just being a show car with a little bit of modifications from Red Bull's parts bin, basically, just because they want to hide everything, probably, and play games. Because, I mean, it's Adrian Newey. We know that Red Bull usually has something innovative, right? And so everybody would steal it if they saw it. So they're going to wait until the last minute yeah, to unveil it's, everything. It's literally but. the show car they used at like the end of the 2021 season with a Red Bull livery. So people who are like, look how long the nose on the car is. Like, really, we don't know what it's actually going to look like. So I think everybody needs to relax on that one. Yeah, I think what I've been seeing and what I've heard is that if they actually showed up with that car, like it is a, an interpretation of the new regulations for 2022, but they'd probably be at the back. Because it's a fairly conservative, okay, okay, simple interpretation of the regulations that's just meant to be right. like a baseline. So don't expect that car to be what they actually show up with. So we basically just have just know the livery. And Oracle only has a little bit of history in F1. They used to sponsor Benetton back in 94 and 95 when Schumacher was driving way. for them. Um, but other than that, I don't think they've been involved with teams. So... This is big for them, and it's apparently one of the largest title sponsor deals ever in Formula One. They're paying $100 million a year for five years, while it's rumored that Patronus, 
um, Mercedes title sponsor pays only about seventy five million a year. Okay, all right. So yeah, they really wanted to get their their name out there, and I think basically the the reveal was their way to announce the Oracle sponsorship. Okay, well, I mean that's cool. You know, good for Oracle and good for Red Bull for securing long term financial future there. I don't have anything else to add on that one. We've got some other car reveals coming like this week that I guess we'll probably just end up talking about next week. Tomorrow, Thursday is Aston Martin and Friday's McLaren's. And then we have a few more next week as well. I think four out of the five days next week, there are car reveals. The only team I didn't realize that is not going to unveil a car before we get to Barcelona testing is Alfa Romeo. Their car comes out like two days after the testing is over for their reveal. And it looks like it's on a Sunday. Okay. All right. So that doesn't that doesn't give me a good feeling about Alpha going into this season, but we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope they at least have like a cool like testing livery, you know, like the the Red Bull one from a few years ago that was like the white and black that you typically see like on a Corvette or a streetcar when they're when they're doing track testing something make it at least a little make it a little fun or, or something like that I might be asking for too much here but well I don't think we get to watch the testing it's not open to fans and they're not broadcasting it anywhere so somebody will probably yeah. take some spy shots but I don't even know how open it is to the media yeah all right fair all right so in other news Uh-oh. big news is that Lewis is pretty much officially yeah. back for everyone who was doubting that he was going to come back this year, Mercedes on Monday of this week, which I believe was the 7th, posted a picture of Lewis with a bunch of welcome messages and said, welcome back, Lewis. So I think anyone who still doubts that he's coming back is just dying for there to be some kind of a conspiracy and is just wildly speculating. Yeah, and the internet will still speculate until it's 100% official, but I've seen enough to be to be very confident that he's he's close to coming back or close to being officially back. Oh, even after it's oh, official. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Even after it's official, they're going to still they're going to say, "Oh, when the FIA comes out with their findings, he's going to quit uh, actually." Yeah, can we can we talk real quick about how the the video of the end of the final race of the year is like started to circulate on social media again of of the Jonathan Wheatley at Red Bull yeah, and Massey communicating like this isn't earth shattering news. We saw this a we saw this live. B it's been on the race re- replay for the last four months, three months since the season ended. So people saying like I discovered new footage today. No, you didn't. Shut up. It was on YouTube for the last three months. You're not special. They're acting like they found the secret footage of yeah. like the JFK you didn't find assassination. Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, it's it's nuts. It, it's unfortunate i think and i I mean it's damning evidence against massey it's not good but i think everyone knows how we feel at this point about massey however it doesn't it doesn't add anything new it's it's been there like mike said so people are just wanting to get riled up again over this and i'm frankly pretty tired of it and i actually had some news related to this because i just want to take a moment to appreciate zach brown okay because the guy says it like it is. And he doesn't play the games that a Toto Wolf plays or a Christian Horner plays. He doesn't whine about things. He's really into the racing. He just gets down to business. And his quote that I saw recently about 
this whole investigation was that the only thing he's a little bit disappointed about is that we might share the results of the investigation at the first race of the year. It doesn't take that long to do an investigation. Let's get it done. Let's go to the first race of the year talking about the first race of the year, not the last race of last year. Yeah, it's it's not it's it's really not a good look for F1. Like why can't why can't we have it done by the preseason? Like I'm not asking for a lot. I'm not saying it needs to be done a week after the race or or anything like that, but just in a reasonable fashion because if no, no matter what the findings are, no matter if they say Verstappen's not the champion anymore or Verstappen's still the champion, that's all everybody's going to focus on the first weekend of the year, at least until the race ends. And then it's going to go right back to that a day later. So you're shooting yourself in the foot unless, I know, call me crazy for this idea, unless it's for the Netflix drama. Which, yeah, I guess right? it could be, right? I, I honestly didn't even think of that until I was just sitting here and like, it doesn't 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 give me the warm and fuzzies right now. So I'll I'll put it kindly that way. I'm oh boy. I don't know, but I just I I tend to agree with Zach Brown on a lot of things, and I just yeah. thought his quotes were perfect. Yeah. Of it doesn't take that long to like just get it done and let's move on from this because that's not what we want to focus on. And for all the teams and the drivers who aren't involved, you know, who aren't Lewis and Max, I'm sure they're tired of hearing about this. They just want to get on to next season and be competitive and see what results they can get. And I think that's what most of us want to see. I agree. Thank you, Zach, for speaking up. Yeah, I, I like that he's willing to criticize F1 in general and just say it openly in public. You need people like that who don't play the yeah, political games. Political games are BS. I'm going to try not to curse so much this year so I don't have to bleep myself out. Just, just to go off topic slightly, I know, I know you aren't really that interested in in my cursing habits, but I don't know the threshold of cursing, like what is considered a curse on the. I podcast. don't, I don't even know if I know sometimes. Gotcha. What's next? That means you just have to be creative with your insults, or uh, have to go old school, like G Willikers. What a, what a bad man! Like you have to go like nineteen twenties old school when like they they thought, you know, calling somebody a a jerk was like a curse word. Okay, so we're, we're going to have like the kindergarten level of... Uh, yeah, language. I also regret saying 1920s because now everybody's going to call me old and I just walked <laughs> walked right into that one, so... See, I, I don't even have that thought, but I guess that, that is now a recurring thing for you. Yeah, yeah. All right, so in other big news and actually McLaren related, Lando today signed a... Four year. What is it? A four, four year, year five deal. year contract. Yeah. Four year. Four year deal extending yeah. it to 2025. So he's going to be driving with McLaren for the next four years. That's awesome. I mean, he's still a young guy. I think it's great to lock someone down. And I mean, he's he's going to get a win with them at some point during that. And hopefully it's multiple wins, if not. I don't some think championships. you're off base in saying that. I think it solidifies him as the quote-unquote number one which is actually lando and ricardo came up in indy in our indycar episode yesterday which you, you guys should have already listened to if you haven't but ricardo is the clear i don't want to say number two because i don't think he's like a sergio perez where you know he's going to you know hand dip max verstappen's french fries and ketchup and feed them to him <laughs> <laughs> but 
also anybody out there who makes memes or anything like that if you can make that a meme i will pay you ten dollars so that's probably a mike mccoy thing so mccoy get on get on your meme game there with with that one but you know i don't think he's you know that level of number two driver but if a another young driver comes in or if the right opportunity comes up for somebody i mean they're they're committed to lando now they are only committed to ricardo for this year and i think he has an option for next year but i don't know if it's a team option or a driver option so tbd on on that second part of it but yeah i mean it's it's clear lando is the long-term solution of mclaren clear right now yeah i think we'll get into this at some point probably near the start of the season of who's on the hot seat for the season and who really needs to perform and i i think ricardo is one of those guys who needs to show the talent and the results that uh what is he an eight time i think winner? so yeah grand prix winner or something like that yeah he needs to show the pace and the competitiveness that an eight time. I think he just needs to be cons- to show consistent for McLaren. I think that's the biggest thing is, and I don't necessarily think every moment last year was his fault that went wrong, but he had a very, he's, he's been inconsistent since his, his two years at Renault. So he, he really needs to kind of get that squared away with for his long-term future. Yeah. I mean, he got a win last year and I think we forget <laughs> about that. that yep. It was a, I mean, yep. an amazing result, but Lando outshined him basically all year long, except for at Monza. Yeah. All right. So in other general news, there's just a couple more things to get to. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, But this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Did you see, actually, I know you saw it because I think we talked about it, that at the Autosport Awards, Christian Horner <laughs> bid like 4,000 pounds for a tour of the Mercedes yep, factory. I love it. I love every minute of it. I, anybody who gets mad, first off, the, you know, the, the money is going to a good cause. Right. It's, it's charity. charity. Thank you. I wasn't like a hundred percent sure what charity it was. That's why I just. The Thank Grand Prix. I, that's Trust. why I just said charity and kept it general. But I mean, if if you get mad at this, like it's all fun in games, and I hope Mercedes doesn't get too mad at this. And granted, I can't stand Christian Horner in the slightest, but this is pretty goddamn funny. So I mean, I'm all for it. 
You already broke yeah. your cursing thing, if that counts. Yeah, let's keep going. I, I was laughing, though, because I, I read somewhere that I think in the fine print, it says that he can't do this because I don't think anyone who worked in F1 was technically allowed to win this. So we'll see what ends up happening there. But it, yeah, it was funny. I, I like the the banter rather than the barbs that they were hurling at each other, Red Bull and Mercedes yeah. last season. It, it's a fun, I mean, to play up the rivalry is cool. And to do it in this way, I think is entertaining for everyone. If you, yeah, like you said, if you get mad at this, then you probably don't have a <laughs> sense of humor. Yeah. So in general F1 news, something that I've been finding pretty interesting is that three teams, and you can pretty much guess who they are, uh, it's Mercedes, Red Bull, and Ferrari, no surprise there, are not excited that there's a plan to be six sprint races I next thought that season. got cut down to three. Well, that's what they're My bad. trying My to bad. propose now. No, it's okay. So basically the idea was let's have six because three went well, said F1 in the previous season in 2021. But those three teams, funnily enough, the ones who probably have the largest budgets and were spending the most money before the budget caps are not happy and they, they want the budget cap to be increased if they're going to have sprint races. But apparently there needs to be eight of the 10 teams in support of whatever the agreement is for something to go through. So right now we have seven. Uh, and the idea was that we would have sprint races at, I saw a list of the tracks actually, and it sounded kind of cool. Bahrain, Imola, Montreal, Aust Austria, Zandvoort, and Interlagos. Okay. I can... You know, those are good tracks to have sprint. I'm not. St I'm still not sold on the sprint race thing. We've been over that one a bunch last year, but yeah, I can live with the tracks that they're they're quoting in here, especially. And I know this is not actually going to happen if we can get the Bahrain outer loop back. Uh, that would be yeah, awesome definitely. for a sprint race. What if they did a sprint race on the? the outer loop and then did the Grand Prix yeah. like I, on the regular I, I track. I would be fine with that. That would be cool. Yeah. But we'll we'll see what happens with this. So what like what you said before, the idea is okay, F1 has come back and said, "Let's have 3 instead of 6 because we're not going to increase the budget cap." So, is that a compromise and we're waiting on Mercedes, Ferrari and Red Bull to say whether or not they agree. So they could basically doom this whole idea of having sprint races just because they're being greedy. No, never. Which, like you said, I wouldn't be bummed for sprint races to go away. But, I mean, it, it's kind of lame if this is how they disappear. <sighs> yeah. More more inside politics going on. Wait, with these we, we forgot to talk about one livery-related thing. The Haas car. People either like it or don't like it. I am of the opinion it looks like a tube of toothpaste. And I think I sent it to you. Uh, maybe I didn't. Uh, there was a rendering online that instead of the matte red and blue, it was like metallic red and blue. And the metallic was badass. Like, I thought that was that would be really cool. But the matte red and blue with the white, it's better than last year's. Don't get me wrong. But now it literally 100% looks like a tube of toothpaste being squeezed out. To me, it reminds me of the BMW M okay. colors. Yeah, I see that. 
And I, I mean, I don't think that's what Haas wants is to look like another brand. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's decent looking. It's there's a lot Too of white much. on the livery, like it. so it's a lot of just kind of blank Ooh. space. I mean, red, white, and blue it never looks bad if you're an American team, Fair. right? You kind of have to go with those colors, but maybe we should have been more prominent with the red and blue. I don't know. It, it didn't look that bad, I don't think, but it, it wasn't anything spectacular, just kind of like the Red Bull. It was basically what I would have yeah. expected. We have anything else? Uh, one last thing, yes. So this is probably going to be a little bit of a rant from us, but F1 had previously set aside a specific time during the pre-race for drivers to take a knee or do any other gesture they wish um, to bring attention to social justice issues, yes. right? And so it's come out now, um, Stefano Domenicali has said, he doesn't want to have to do that anymore. There's not going to be a specific time for drivers to do that, that now it's a matter from gesture to action. Now the action is the focus on the diversity of our community, and this is the first step. He thinks that the gesture has already been important for the ones that believe that it was an important gesture, that we need to respect everyone as always, but it's now time to move on and take some other action. So apparently drivers are going to be able to do these kind of um, symbolic gestures on their own time if they want to. I don't know when that would be over the weekend or if they would have yeah. the same exposure yeah. doing that. So it kind of sounds like a cop-out to me. But I, I like Domenicali's quote about it's time for action, like let's actually do something. But I don't really see the point of removing this time. I mean, I guess some people are offended by it. And if you're one of those people, I'm sorry, but, uh, you know, I don't think any of these gestures or symbols were hurting anyone. They're only designed to bring about awareness and, and good things. So to take that away kind of strips F1 a little bit of its diversity or like um, woke <laughs> credentials. Yeah, you know, the thing is the kneeling time period when the TV cameras are on gave drivers a chance to showcase you know neil showcase you know a hamilton shirt you know something vettel would be wearing where it's getting those tv eyes so if they say listen we're not going to do the kneeling or whatever but you can wear a social justice shirt around the track i know that's like kind of generalizing the term but okay fine but as, as long as they give the drivers a chance to get their messages out and show action in that way and not just stifle all weekend messages because when you're at the race as a driver you have more eyes on you than you know you do sitting at home going on instagram to share something so it's a perfect time to speak out raise awareness somehow so as long as the action doesn't include being shut down in that way i can live with it but i i mean why did it take us two years to go from some symbolic gesture to any action? Yeah, I mean, if the action ends up being something that really makes a difference and we actually see something pretty remarkable from F1, then that's fine. We can take away these gestures. Like if you want to talk, the t you know, walk the walk instead of talking the talk, let's see it. 
But my issue is I don't think we're going to. I think it's going to be more hidden now. And there's going to be stuff maybe going on behind the scenes when F1 just donates money to certain causes or something like that. And instead of being more or less a platform for people to share, you know, messages that they want to share or um, raise awareness right about issues, it's just going to be kind of something that's now put in the background. And I thought it was unique and honestly pretty awesome that F1 drivers were doing what they did kind of at the height of all the, the social unrest, um, you know, during COVID lockdown when everything was going crazy. And I think it meant a lot to a lot of people. And probably if you're like me, you're going to be disappointed to see that go away. I guess things lose their meaning over time. So there's a time to stop something. If you just, you know, keep doing the same thing over and over again, it's not as impactful, but I don't know. We'll have to see where this goes. I, I, my immediate reaction is to be kind of frustrated, but maybe that's just I'm a knee jerk. Cautiously optimistic right now. Okay. But on that note, we'll wrap it up. Stay tuned for all the livery unveils. We'll share them out on social media all week if we haven't yet uh, already done so by the time you listen to this. We'll be back next week for more news and making fun of. Christian Horner and whatever else we can come up with in between now and then. So everybody have a lovely weekend of racing. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.